Talkers. We are hanging out with Julia, and we have special guest host, our other My Talk family member from the Weekly Dish, Stephanie Hansen, is in studio to take us into this lovely holiday week, right? Are you feeling soup? Are you feeling snowy? No, we're having, right now, we're experiencing is, is the bomb cyclone, apparently. Oh, boy. These, yeah. It's fine to name things. I kind of like... The bomb you know, the snowpocalypse. And, I know. But this, if this is a bomb cyclone on the weather map, it hasn't arrived yet. Cause it hasn't. No. It's cold as a witch's you-know-what. Yeah. But, but uh, there's only like a few inches of snow, and it is, it's it's slippery driving. Okay. Yeah. We're I just think we've turned into people who, you know. It's no last Friday night cookie exchange, driving to Woodbury, <laughs> hour and 20 minutes to have one drink, <laughs> have a few shrimps. I get my cookies and drive overnight. home. I know I had to work the next day. You but know, the funny thing about that is Lori and I both left the studio last Friday night to go to my house at the same time. I think she was a half an hour behind me. <laughs> I swear to God. That and I funny. asked her when she got there, did you go home first? No. And I'm like, oh. Well, and Google took me a really weird way, but it was trying to avoid traffic. And there were crashes. Yeah. And then on the way home, there were like real epic crashes, too. Really? Yes. Took Stephanie an hour and a half to get home. Okay, you got to tell us. So you went to a movie in a movie theater last night. Oh, the best movie theater ever. Okay. You guys, the Heights in Columbia Heights, they have a like Wurlitzer organ. Yes. And there's an organist and there's chandeliers. The seats are really comfy. It's got the old fashioned popcorn machine out in the front. Yeah. It's real cute. So I was like, why have I not been here before? Right. I wanted to see that movie, The Menu. Right. Oh Sorry. yes, I've heard a lot about yeah. this. Yeah, Liam Neeson is in it. I want to know what you think is about it. that. Um, who's the guy that was in um, John Leguizamo? Oh, love John. He's in it. Uh, uh, Judith Wright, Judith Winter, the woman Judith Light Judith from the Light. Guiding Light or the Guiding Light General Hospital, mm-hmm. one of those shows. She was in it. Who's Guiding Light? Um, okay. So some a friend that saw it, I said, "Well, would you recommend it?" And she said, "It's the a menu. Hard... Are we in the yeah, menu? The menu. Okay. You know, my it's favorite a... thing about the movie is like yeah. it feels like a like a movie. Is this what your friend said? It feels like a real like you know go to the theater film movie. This is that, what Harry said. You know, you, you kind of the reason why you go this is Harry to watch something yeah. on the this big screen. This is what he said for. I a, sadly get exactly what he's worry, saying. Don't worry, darling. When he had nothing <laughs> yeah. to say about how bad the movie was in Venice, he just said so it was a movie about a about movie. A seat in the theater. Sorry, movie. Okay. Yeah. What did your friend say? Sorry to interrupt there. Well, she said it's a movie that you like. I said, well, would you recommend it? She goes, well, it's a hard movie to recommend because it's very unusual. And it's a little dark, and uh-huh. it's a little comedic dark. Sure. So, do you recommend that to someone? Yeah, I don't know. They have a quirky taste like you. Yeah. Yes, you do. So, I actually the movie is about an ex, these twelve. What are we people. talking about? The menu or what? It's you called saw? the menu. These, is, did this you is see the movie this? I saw? Yes. Oh, you did see the menu. Yes. Oh, for so crying these out loud! Twelve people <laughs> go to this island with this exclusive chef to experience <laughs> his tasting menu. Okay. And she turns I know. Julia was having a whole other conversation about a whole other thing. She was the menu and I'm like, "Well, then what did you see? Why are we talking about that movie?" <laughs> I know we were talking about the menu the whole time. Did you I'm yes, crazy? Yep. Oh, all right. So right. okay. you saw the so movie menu. I did at the Heights Theater <laughs> with with the Woolitzer organ and the popcorn yes. in the lobby. Okay. And 12 people go to this island to have this 
world-renowned chef's tasting menu. Okay. And that's yeah. the premise of the movie. And, and then stuff happens. Yeah. Like he's having, it turns out he's having an existential crisis that is being expressed through his food menu. Oh, interesting. And many things happen because of that. Now, I love the farce of like the chef culture and like, yes, chef, no, chef. Like that all really is funny and also timely because we're all over that, I think. Uh-huh. Um, also, probably over a lot of foam dishes and some of that kind of cooking. That really the was a big thing in the nineties. Yes, yes, that yes. we would see late nineties, early two thousand. Yeah. Wiley Dufresne's and the gastronomique. Um, but it was very interesting and thought provoking, and I'm still thinking about it. Did you like it though? Um, if it was four stars. And what you need to know about me is I don't get jokes, and I'm not as quick as the average bear. <laughs> So, like, I have to think about things and, like, was that funny? Was that interesting? I would say it's a, a 7 out of 10. All but right. my husband loved, which I would not have thought he right. would have loved this movie. Okay. But he loves, like, Tarantino movies. Yes, he does. He loves, yeah. like, weird, quirky. twisty, quirky, dark comedies. He'll love- Bad Santa, like, is right up his alley. Oh, He'll yeah. love the 100 best movies that yes. Variety came so out with. So he, he was like, oh, it was, like, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Mm. Just in the uniqueness of it. Right. Hmm. We saw Avatar, the boys oh. and I. You know, I actually would like to see that yeah. in the theater. I think oh. you should. It's, it, it's the a first half hour Avatar too long. was very entertaining. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a half an hour too long. And, and if you go to the ride Avatar at um, Florida's Disney World, I guess is where it's at. Oh. Um, it's amazing. You sit on like this weird apparatus that is like uh, one of those animals. Oh, and yeah, yeah. then They're you're in like a virtual reality. Of- and it's breathing, and wow. you can smell it, and oh. you could like. Oh, I love when they have that. You can feel the mist of the water, oh, and they have it's the exactly smell like, like that. It's like a Disneyland or Adventure Park where they had the flyover California. It's experience, exactly like that, and you'd fly over the orange yep. groves, and you'd smell the oranges, and you and could you smell feel the ocean like and, you're in the movie. It's uh-huh. great. It is cool. a great, great ride. One of the people with us got completely sick well, of I was like, just motion say, sickness. Someone it's... always gets motion yeah. sickness. <laughs> I was like, wow, to, you got sick on an they Avatar They used to have ride. a ride like that at the Mall of America. Yeah, what was it? Well, we um, had the mine. We had the Aces mine. Flight Simulator. There was that, but like the, the original mine. one was the mine. Like yeah. it, you, would, you were driving in like a semi, and then you got stuck in a mine. This was way when the Mall of America first opened. Oh. It was that first... Like VR was it at Camp game. Snoopy? Yeah, Camp yeah, Snoopy. I do remember that. Good old Camp Snoopy. Yeah, good, good old, old Camp, Camp Snoopy. Snoopy. Toddler Tuesdays. All right, so when we come back, <laughs> I mean, spoken from a woman who spent a few spent, afternoons there. Oh yeah, we had cards, we had passes. Okay, so when we come back, best babysitter. Um, Stanley Tucci is talking about. Um, we oh, need to hear. I want to dance with somebody. The movie that comes out tonight. Would it be tonight? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about his show, too. Oh, I know. That's what we're going to talk okay. about. We'll be right. back. Whitney, I want to dance with somebody. So no yeah. one. No one. No one. I mean, and I love Dolly Parton, and I know it's her song, but no, no. one. No, Dolly can't do it. No, she, it like she was such the bright choice. And we have a long story on that later. But Stanley Tucci is playing Clive Davis in the new Whitney Houston biopic um i want to dance with somebody and so he was on good morning america he went with michael strahan to this restaurant that has their favorite sandwiches called el doro in new york city okay so they sat down and here he is just saying you know ask him what's it like to play a mogul who's living he handpicked you for this role 
And I have to say, you are unbelievable. So what is it like for you to play a music mogul, a legend? Is that extra pressure? You do feel pressure, one, because the person's alive, but two, because he is such a legend and you want to get it right. And then they go on to show like Whitney Houston and him in the studio, kind of like she's like, I think it needs a little more of this. And they're working together. He feels like he was extremely collaborative with his artists. I think with her in particular. Yeah. I mean, really just knew she had everything and let's just work it. So I'm excited to see that. And he just transforms and looks like him. He he said, here's the next cut talking about how it different this was, but how you and unique. There's a unique level of authenticity to the film because it's being told by people who had a real relationship with Whitney. Did that help you with the extra resource? Without question, to be able to talk to Clive, I learned so much. Not just about him, but about that incredible relationship. How were you able to develop that relationship with Naomi Aki? She's a brilliant actress. Her accent was so impeccable. And then, of course, when she acts like Whitney, when she does the singing, you're just completely blown away. She sings just a little bit in the movie, and the rest of it is dubbed, just as an FYI for everybody. And then the one role that he wants to play that he hasn't got yet is Groucho Marx. But the one thing that you know about and you've probably watched is his food show. Yes, Um, and it's not getting renewed. It isn't renewed, and it's on CNN, and it's called... I don't know. Breakdown Italy? Taste of Italy. Taste Culinary of Italy. Italy. And he's so here he's talking just a little bit about it. This is the food clip. Yep. We move on to Stanley's other greatest <laughs> love of question. all. Food. You're quite a fixture in the food world now. Yes. Did you expect the reception? No. I mean, it's an idea that I had a long time ago. Why can't we take Italy and just break it down region by region? Nobody's ever really done that before. But it's different. I did not anticipate this reaction. I'm thrilled. Just last week, CNN announced it was canceling the show after two successful seasons. Tucci says he's looking for another home for his show. You know, last time we spoke on GMA, you opened up about you losing your ability to taste and eat after you had a battle with oral cancer. How are you now? I'm fine now. I can't eat everything still. There's collateral damage. Did you learn anything about yourself through that experience? I learned that I don't like being sick. I learned that I'm very impatient, and I learned that I love life. Isn't that, isn't that sweet? And he's married to um, Devil Rose Prada, Gail's sister, Felicity. A Felicity Huffman, sister. No, it's, it's not Huffman. It's, um, okay, this has happened today. I've got a missing, That's I, okay. I had dental work done. <laughs> Believe it on the dental mm. work. Emily... Blunt. Oh, Felicity yes. Blunt. Felicity yes. Blunt. Yes. yes. Felicity Blunt. So it's her older sister. And so um, he, this thing that he does in, in Breakdown Italy, you know, going through the different regions and talking. Do you really? Because you watch I a ton of shows. I have watched it. I watched, I watched a season and a half. I'm not finished with the second season. I really love Italy. And yes. he captures it. It's a really fun travelogue. If you've not been to Italy or if you have this desire to go, you should watch it. He just literally eats his way through Italy. Mm-hmm. One criticism that he's gotten, and I can kind of see why he would, um, was he wasn't really like as food focused because he's just like, oh, this is so delicious. This is delicious. This is delicious. It's not like how but, did you make this or what's yes, the genesis of this and food? like, oh, this, are you using semolina flour? Right. Or blah, blah. <laughs> but I kind of can emulate that because 
I just did that whole uh, show of recording for Jason's show. Yes. And it's hard to talk about food, even though you kind of know what it is you're eating. (laughs) Everything is delicious. And then you have to get the seven adjectives past that. Right. And that's hard. So while (laughs) Give us an example. Give us an example. Oh, well, like explain, like right now you're drinking an orange drink and it's clementine and it's super sweet and it's a little sour. It's got a little bit of acid from the sourness of the fruit. Like, you know, you really kind of need to keep going going. over what, because otherwise just saying like, oh, it's delicious and watching your orgasm face isn't Mm -hmm. great. (laughs) That's my movie review. I wonder. Lori's like, and that's it. And I'm like, I'll give you my movie review. I didn't fall asleep. Um, it was 20 minutes too long. Something. And I, you know. <laughs> ate some good food. It was beautiful, good, you said. I did. Well, Avatar, I, I enjoyed Avatar. But Grant, after my review, says I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I should. My kids, you know, gave it a three out of four. Yeah. A two and a half out of four. Okay? I just, and again, I know we're going off topic. The only reason why I, I will go, but it's just, they. it's been so long. I don't even know what's going on in the past one. Kind of like you said, there was a little bit of confusion. I just don't know if I want to spend three no, hours Grant, trying to here's re- what, Here's the thing. I actually think you will like it. I and this sure. is just me having seen this Disney ride recently. Okay. The, the thing about James Cameron that's completely annoying is he's just obsessed with this, bringing this thing to life, whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. And he's just going to obsess over every detail and he's going to overthink it and he's just going to beat it to death. Mm -hmm. But if you can let suspension go and go and sit in a movie theater and let your troubles go and just sit and be fully immersed in the experience. Good call. Yeah. Then I think you could love it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a fan of the popcorn movies as we call them. So I'm sure I'll go see it. I just... I don't know. I, I have, uh, I just, yeah. I, I hate Marvel movies and like Superman and Batman and all those. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Things. Although I did like the really dark Joaquin Phoenix Batman movie, Joker, yeah. and the uh, mm-hmm. Heath Ledger one, the also. Heath, oh, those were the those movies work for me because they're like psychological thrillers. They're, the best. they're not. I don't like action movies like. Oh, I do. The me Marvel too. ones oh, and Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. I'm oh, like, I, I do. And there's action in this Avatar. Okay, good. good. And um, you know, it, it's it's good. We'll blue see how they people do. and blue stamens going into blue pistols. That's cute. 
That's creative. It's, it's, it's inventive. It's, it's and it's, it's in the water, and they had this new technology that they could be underwater. And you know, Kate, um, oh, Winslet talks about how she actually held her breath over seven minutes wow. underwater. Remember, well, just on her own. Uh-huh. Remember when? Um, oh, I can't imagine doing the Poseidon that. Adventure came out. And, yes, uh, Shelley Winters. Yes, she did it over three minutes. Remember, she was the one they chose to flat go over to fight, go up the stairs yep. because she could hold her breath the longest. I mean, that's when I always thought about, you know, when we, as kids we just try to do legs oh, to the pool, yeah, or hold your breath going through a tunnel. Our tunnels are never oh, long enough here. That was great, though. Yeah. Even the Lowry Tunnel, yeah. as a kid, you do it oh, every yes. time for going to a children's because we're coming from the West, going to a play. Avatar right now, has it's doing better than its original hit started. It's up to $550 million globally and $387 million domestically right now. Well, so, and China will catch up. They're just, they've been under such extreme conditions of lockdown. Weather, and we've had weather here, too, like mm-hmm. you guys brought yeah. up yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. You know what I will say, though? One thing I feel like all of this camera work I've done is instilling in me that I will always take with me is how hard all of these things on camera are to, they look so effortless. Right. Like I might eat that sandwich six times and you see it and I've eaten the sandwich once and it looks like the first time I've eaten the sandwich and I'm having this like orgasm face over the sandwich. You know, like so much work goes into that one eating of the sandwich. It's crazy. How and how you light the sandwich, and, and, and how, how you, sh- you have to describe the sandwich, oh. and how this sandwich is part of the story, and right. it's the payoff of the story is the eating of the sandwich. Well, how do you convey the payoff with your mouth full? Yeah, after you like the sandwich, all of the things. I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, oh wow, okay, I have to like act like that. All right, but that's also interesting that the, you never think of that. No, and the yeah. like authenticity you bring to something when you've maybe done, you've walked in the same door five times. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's very interesting. I bet I it's bet. acting almost. It is. It is acting. Yeah. I wanted I, to do this when I was a kid. Same. And now I'm like I don't know. I just want to <laughs> walk through the door. It's taking too much time. Well, I remember when Lori and I went to the Sex and the City set when they were filming our episode, and we were there for the pre. You know, and how much time they spent on the lighting. Oh, the lighting. How much time the they spent on the lighting. set, and finally, three or four hours later. They, the actresses come out and they're ready to get on their spots. And the director says, you know, and action. And I swear it was only like a minute 40. And he goes, and cut. And I started clapping and I'm like, bravo. You know, <laughs> it was a minute 40. That's all it was. Yeah. And it took us like five hours to get there. To get and I, and Lori 40. and I both yep. look at each other and we're like, we're giving up on this acting thing right now. <laughs> yep. Too much to sit around and wait. Completely. It was so funny. All right. When we come back. Okay. Oh, we want to know about any fun traditions that you might have or ornaments that you've passed down in your family that are kind of kooky. Give us a buzz. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I hope everyone's being safe out there and you have your lights on while you're driving. I did text that to Thanks, both Mom. of my kids. <laughs> I can't help it. True. I wonder if, I, for me anyway, no showering season has begun. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think oh, yeah. I'm on day three. Listen, it's okay. The one thing about the pandemic that I really did enjoy. Oh, wasn't that great? Makeup <laughs> became optional. Oh, High yeah. heels pants. might be gone forever. Oh, forever. Pants? Stretch pants. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. But the thing, the thing with the bathing, it dries out your skin in the oh. winter. So if you can take a hose bath, you're just fine. You know. <laughs> I washed my armpits with Clorox yeah. bleach strips. She, she did. She literally <laughs> the did. Little Lysol wipe, little. <laughs> she really did. <laughs> and so, you're good to go. I know. So we were like, uh, 
last week or a couple weeks ago, we were talking about this woman in um, Minnesota who has the largest nutcracker collection. <laughs> and literally of the nutcracker. And then there was it's a story. It's down in Lassur, yeah. I think. Lassur, you're yeah. right. And there's a museum mm-hmm. and everything about it. And um, she wanted to have more nutcrackers in the population. And she broke that record. And then we find out that Jen somethingers don't even know that a nutcracker used to cut crack nuts real nuts yeah remember i that was the big thing when you'd go to someone's house yeah, you would to get the crackers and then the picker the pick the pick that to you get the would use to like oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, pick yeah. underneath your fingernails when no one was looking because it was kind of <laughs> sharp i never did that but thank you you probably are using and it was the wooden dough. tray that spun oh oh yeah it was so that was just like a big deal before they did that for us like everything else <laughs> um but so now this lady ca- i came remember across- the like i mean if we're going to just keep going down this sure. lane, remember like in the day we, and I think a lot of people did this, you would make ornaments out of cookies and then you would string popcorn and cranberries oh, into garlands yeah. and that would be your tree. Cause I don't know if we were poor. We probably were, but that was our decorations. But it was fun. I did it with my kids a couple years. I mean, yeah. And then it. we it would try fun. to save the cookies from year to year, but they would always like a mouse would get in the box or you whatever. You know what's funny Ooh. about that? Because I have one ornament from one of my kids that is a hard, hard, hard gingerbread. Yeah. That's glazed that he made. And I just still put it up on the tree. Yes. I love it. And because those things, but it was right. You're right. But I loved the stringing the you can do it till the so, kids lose interest. Quick question. Are mm-hmm. you guys homemade ornament people, or do you like to dress your tree up like you're in a shopping mall? Well, neither. No, I, I just... All, all mementos. Eclectic. All mementos. Me all too. Eclectic. Yeah. Okay. No shopping tree. And I... There's like some people like have six trees, and one is the mementos, one is the silver tree, one is the oh, white tree. Like, yeah. do you? Yeah. Oh. I'm, I will say, Stanley... Um, okay, so imagine being a, a dog that oh, spends dog, a lot of time Stanley. outdoors. Yes. And you're tall... And someone brings the equivalent of a tree in your house. Oh, it's a toy. And puts it in a bowl of water. Mm. And then hangs a hundred dog toys on it, basically. true. And you're, as the dog, supposed to decipher that these are the hundred dog toys and the tree that you can't touch. Okay, that's so While we're feeding you branches and throwing toys at you all day long. So one day, well, he's done it two times. He just like, took this owl, this like stuffed owl right off the middle of the tree, right in front of me and Kurt and just stood and got it off the tree and then turned and looked at us. And we were both like, so then we put mouse traps around the tree oh, to discourage him because sure. they snap and scare yes, the crap out yes, of the dog. Yes. And so he snapped one of the mouse traps and then still decided to go for it and grabbed like this wreath. And Kurt goes, oh, well, he grabbed this kind of ugly country looking wreath. And I go, oh, yeah, that was the one I made in first grade with my mom at Girl Scouts. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he was like, really? You did? I was like, yes. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. He he glued the bow back on it because the dog had ripped the bow off of the wreath. I know. And I wasn't even very nice, which is I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, God, what a terrible wife. But yeah, the the idea that the dog can somehow decipher that you've put a tree in your living room with a hundred dog ornaments on it, right? And babies, and now, babies. I'll be quick with this, but yeah. I got my Elvis recently, my yeah. new pup. And the day we were going to get him, I said, "Lily, we got to put this tree up before we pick him up because I want him to think that because if we put it up after the fact, he thinks it's a toy. But if yeah, it's sure. there in the okay, house already, okay. so actually, I've been able to have a puppy." 10 weeks old, and he hasn't touched my tree or an ornament once. Way to go. Because we did it before he came into the house, and he thought it was part of the house. 
That's interesting. All right. If you have any old, you know, traditions or ornaments you want to call and share with us, 651-641-1071. You literally have something from first grade. Oh, Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Okay. And I have stuff from like, I don't know, my sister Laura, who died, who was born in, or she died in 79. So she's 60, maybe, gosh, she'd have been 65. Like I have some of the stuff that was hers that she made. That's, that's amazing. So my mom and I were talking yesterday and my grandma Lulu had handmade these beautiful felt applique poinsettias. Oh. So on green felt, it had green sequins and the green discs. Yes. Beautiful. And it's sewn, and then they fit together on top of each other yeah, to make yes. a white tablecloth to look like beautiful. little poinsettia leaves. Yeah. So my mom and I were talking yesterday, and she accidentally sends, um, she wants to get rid of her Christmas tree. And I said, and, you know, I talked to her, I said, I'll take the poinsettias because I'll fix them. And I love those. And so she accidentally sends it to me and my sister in Montana, my older sister. Oh, my word. Territorial. All of a sudden, you get everything. Oh, Mom yeah. Is, Mom is, I, I have nothing because we had, a, my mom had a big fire and she lost everything, all of the heirlooms and stuff. You And oh, it was just no. how amazing family is so territorial. Oh, yeah. And my sister never entertains. It's my older sister, not my younger one. And ever, 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 ever. And just as like, just I, something came out of her mouth that I get everything. And we've had like, this same fight fifty two times. But you just sit there like with every sibling and, and every sibling like, siblings. Wait till your mom dies. I oh, mean, hard. Sorry to say, but it out. But it's kind of funny. All right, so let's talk to Betty. Hi, Betty. Betty, Betty, Betty. Do you have something that you've had for a really long time that's an ornament or some Christmas memento? I don't hear anything, Grant. She's there, Betty. You there? Betty, Betty. All right, we're moving on to Jack. Sorry, sorry Betty. Betty. I'm sorry, Hi, Betty. Hi, Jack. Do you have a memento or a Christmas ornament or something that means something to you that you've had for a long time? Yes. My great-grandmother oh. was a servant for Martin Patterson in Superior at Fairlawn. Wow. Oh, I love and, Fairlawn. <laughs> yeah, she came over from Sweden, and it was a tradition to always have a Santa Claus on snow skis. Oh. Okay. So we've always had one of those on our Christmas tree back to my great-grandmother's. I love that it. That is so good. A lot of people do the pickle kind of like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hide the Christmas the pickle. pickle. But I, the sand on the snow skis, that's great that that's a Swedish tradition yeah. to honor his great-grandmother. I love that. I can't see the screen because I apparently Let's go to Rose. Context. We're going to put Rose on while I get this other caller. So okay. we're going to talk to Rose. Hey, Rose. Hi, Rose. Do you have a memento? Hi, guys. Hi, let's hear it. We, well, when we first moved here 35 years ago, we were broke as a spoke. <laughs> and so we made all of our ornaments with our little boy. Cute. And we made a popcorn garland, and it still hangs on my tree today. Oh! Did you shellac it, or it just stays? No, I just wrap it in um, tissue paper that's that tissue paper that you can, you know, acid-free tissue paper. Yes. I put it on a piece of cardboard very gently. Sweet. And Still hangs on my Christmas tree every year. I love oh, that. Those, that. Those kind of so things now that I have mean a, a lot. Grandson, and we're going to make one this year, and we're going to start the tradition all over. Again. Oh, I, I love, love it. That. That's such a great tradition. Thanks for calling, yeah. and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, ladies. Oh, and that's Grant. so sweet. Thanks, Thanks Rose. All right, Grant, is Don Hi. next? Don? Yes, let's get to Don. All right, Don, you're on my talk. Do you have a good Christmas tradition with ornaments or something? Yeah. Hi, Julia. It's Don and Joey. Oh, and, um, hi guys. How are you? I sent you a picture of one of the trees. I know you um, did. But anyway, these the are cool our wise out of boyfriends. Okay, <laughs> it's good to have a wise out of boyfriend if you can afford it. Yes. Um, 
Well, anyway, the, the tradition is um, I have my mom and dad's original tree talker from, gosh, they'd have been married 70 years. Um, and so uh, it, um, it obviously has a huge sentimental. And then um, when um, we went through mom's stuff after she passed away, my brothers and I all got stuff. So I have, like, one of the original ornaments from when I was born. Aww. And uh, mom knit a little... Um, Shocking because I was born in the end of November. So that's sweet. Those that, are just some of the traditions. That I love is it. so cool. It, that is so cool. And your 1700 trees are beautiful. Thanks for calling in, yeah. Don. Hey, <laughs> Merry has, Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas. Kurt has his stocking that his great grandma made him when he was born. We had ours forever. I don't know where they went because they made it through the fire. Huh. Um, but I don't know where they went. I have all, I've told you this, my grandma yep. made stockings for all of us cousins, and then she made some for all of our own kids that were blank, and she hand-stitched all of them, and they've got, like, beautiful, you know, things on them and everything, so I've got, like, three or four of them ready for me, even though she's long gone now, that will be Aww. hanging, and I still have mine from when I was a kid, and it's my favorite, my mom has hers, all my cousins, we all that's have just, grandma's sweet. stockings. That's so... God, maybe I need to learn how to knit. Well, I cross-stitched, yeah. I cross-stitched the kids. Um, I don't know where they are. I like those stitch bitch classes. Yeah, I I just l- did it myself, and I worked on it. For, uh, but um, should we? Yeah, should, should we, do we one take more? a quick break and uh, come uh, back? Take, take a quick break, and then we'll come back to Diane, Amy, and Tr- Tori. Because yeah. this is sure. so great. I love hearing about other people's Diane, traditions. Diane, Amy, and Tori, hold on. We'll be right back. We are talking Christmas ornaments, Christmas traditions, and we have Diane, Kay, and Tori on the line. Uh, who's first? Grant. Diane is first. Diane, thanks for hanging. Hi, ladies. Hi, Hi, Grant. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, too. What's your tradition of fun ornament story? Well, actually, mine is more along the lines of a Christmas stocking. I was born on December 15th in 1966, and I was a preemie baby. So when my mama brought me home from the hospital, she put me in a Christmas stocking. Oh. Which I still have. Oh, <laughs> that's real cute. Every year. Yes. Oh, how it's... little is it? I was four pounds. Okay. Oh, oh that's darling. That's so cute, Diane. Yeah. I yeah. love that. And it's your mom's great story. Your mom saved it for you. Well, and I've, had, I've hung it every year since since I was born. Oh, that's okay. I wonder if my older son, you know, who was a preemie, I still have the Christmas sweater my mom made for him. If I put that on the tree, what do you think? That's a cute idea of a way I to still use have it. it. A yeah, Christmas bear or something. Yes, <laughs> I think go. that's so that's funny because I still have it. Oh my gosh! Oh. Well, Diane, Merry Christmas and thanks for hanging Merry out Christmas, with us, lady. And thanks. you too, Grant. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, next person, Grant. I can't read it. Amy, and then we have Tori. Okay, Hi, Amy. Amy. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Julia. Hi. Hi there. So I, I have a story I think you can relate to. Okay. So my grandma had a pan that she cooked everything in <gasps> from beef roulade to crepes to everything. Oh, it's your like grandma made beef roulade. Was she German? No, she was French, but oh. my grandpa was German and she learned from my, yes. my German great grandmother. Yum. Yes. And so it was like, you know, the pan that everybody knew about in the entire family because all the great food came from the pan sure. and the handle broke off. Oh. And so my uncle actually fixed it, put a new handle on the pan, but I asked 
for the handle, and I made it into a Christmas ornament. It was just a little hook, and it sits atop my tree. And I just think of my grandma and all the amazing food that she made in that pan every single year. That is a I'm I'm getting a little clumped over here. Amy, that's such a darling story. Gosh, Christmas and food, two good worlds for food, Stephanie. you guys. <laughs> I know it. I Think know. of all the memories we have that surround food. It, oh, it's, everything. It's serious. Um, thank you, Amy. If you want to share with us a, a so sweet cute. you know, ornament or tradition or story, 651-641-1071. Now we have Tori. Tori, you're on my talk. Do you have a, an ornament story or... Yeah, share? so mine's really just almost all of my Christmas decorations other than the actual tree are from my great aunts, my grandma, my great grandma. They're all handmade. So I have like hand embroidered little gingerbread houses. Cute. And my stockings are all made by my grandma because we had matching ones growing up. So if you go into my basement where like my Christmas decorations are, everything is handmade. and. <sighs> So jealous. From, like my elder relatives, and it's so awesome. I even have these ceramic um, reindeer that are hand painted by my great aunt. Oh, oh my that's gosh. so I love great! Going down there. <laughs> I would too. Does now? So you, none of your siblings, you didn't have to fight over anything or anything. You know, we had so much stuff that they had made that for years after each of my elder relatives passed away we would bring stuff to a family gathering, and everyone would just take turns taking it, and we all just have so much because. They handmade everything. I love it. Like all I, of their decorations were handmade. Oh, that is such a great story. Well, Tori, thank you for hanging out with us and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. All right. That's it, funny. Now we have um, Amy. Amy, what, what you, you going to do? Amy. Hi, Amy. Is, is it this Amy? Yes, it's yes, you. You're the right Amy. <laughs> we were just were serenading you. <laughs> I love singing that song. That's awesome. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Um, so when my son, who's now almost 40, was seven, we let him walk down the block with a couple of dollars to a um, garage sale. Oh, yeah. And he came back with this little gold angel, all burnished, and just he was so proud of it. And so we used it as a tree topper forever. And for the since his son was born who is now 17, every year he would pick him up and have him put it on the top of the mm-hmm. tree. That's lovely. I love that. Yeah, I, was, just memories. Right? And, and, and imagine the pictures of him at 15, 16, 17 being <laughs> kind of sort of lifted by I'm sort of laughing about that because I'm wondering if at some point the kid will lift his father. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's that reminds like, me of the book I Love You Forever. I yes, love you for or always. the song of uh what is the song? The American song. Pie. Oh. Where in the end, you know, he wants to have a relationship with the kids, but the kids have grown up and left home. Oh, that's oh, in the cradle. That's what oh, I that's meant. It. Yes. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sentimental. Thanks, Amy. That's a cute story. I love Thank that. You. Thank you. Bye guys. Yep. Bye. All right. So all these Andrea. Andrea, stories. Andrea, actually. Andrea. Andrea, you're on my talk. Hi. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. I remember way back in the seventies, my brother who was uh just a little toddler, uh got an opportunity to be alone with a Christmas tree for a little bit and he grabbed all the candy canes that were hanging unwrapped them, licked them all, and put them back on the tree before my mom came back into the room. And she couldn't figure out why all these candy canes were kind of at weird angles. They weren't hanging straight down anymore, and they were all dried. 
<laughs> the tree it's sticking, you know, like sideways and whatever, because they were sticky and they stuck to all the branches. It was pretty funny. Oh, that's that is so pretty cute. funny. I like that's it. That's so cute. Thank you for calling in. Did yep. you? Bye bye. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you too. Did you guys try to open your presents when you were kids? Oh, find yeah. them. Just a little crack, just to see if you could see the label. I did not, but my sister did, and it was a sad Christmas for her. Oh, I never because she knew everything. Oh. Okay. I remember the one Christmas we had in California. And I think I was living, I was going to Arizona State at the time, and I might have been chunky. Oh, just, <laughs> thanks for adding just that. Just a little fuller. detail. And just my mom detail. flew out, and we had it with my cousin somehow, but it was just, <laughs> I don't know who was there. Anyway, I got these track pants that were the cotton ones when they first came out with the piping on yeah, the side. they were cool. But they Adidas. Were pants. They weren't Adidas. That would have been way too name brand. They were from... You know, some off brand. And I open them and I remember just bursting into tears because they were just so big. And I'm like, I'm not that big. In front of my cousins, in front of everybody. Oh. As a grown up, you know, yeah. as an 18 year old, this being this big baby, I'm like, oh, Lord. But I never wanted to open them because I don't want to ruin a surprise. I remember getting my Sony Walkman. Oh, that's a big seventh present. grade. The foam on the ear buds, oh, yeah. they were orange foam. And then it had the, um, it was like a radio with a cassette. Oh, yeah. And uh, listening to Sorry. the radio, skiing at Highland Hills, so and they had cool. Jay Giles freeze frame. Oh. And just wow. feeling like that with my mother Karen jacket. And I had my, oh. the pack of my headphones stuffed into the front of my mother Karen jacket. With the zipper in front. With the zipper oh, in is- front. And I had rust. <laughs> Sleeves and a Love blue it. body on it. It was bad. Let's I, let's before we run out of time here. Let's try to get to Julie. She's got about a minute. Julie, right, Julie. Julie, you got a minute. Hi. Okay. I'll I'll be really fast. Okay. So our position was that we sit. We go to my sister's house. We all hold hands around the dinner table and we sing Silent Night. And that was from my mom. And she just passed away in April. So oh. Merry Christmas, to everybody. And oh. we'll wow. be enjoying our Silent Night this year without her but thank you very much and we love you guys thank you julie that reminds me of my mom who the little drummer boy whenever she would hear the little drummer boy she would cry literally you could be in the grocery store you could be in a car you could be in a school pageant it didn't matter my mom would start crying because she was so moved by the idea that all this little boy had to give was his music and his drum so at her funeral we played it and we can't all of us if we hear it it's just like there's mom Hmm. There's mom, and no matter where I am, if I hear the little drummer boy, I think about my mom. Oh, yeah, that's like a sweet. I, I, you know, I wish I knew the meanings of these songs because I never, you know, you just sing the words. Yeah, I had to go to Bible even, school. Yeah. yeah, you just, I know, I, yeah, I know the heathen they sent me anyway. Oh gosh, all right. My favorite tradition, quickly, the mm-hmm. Yule log. Every time they touch it, move it, or add a log, you take a drink. Oh yeah, okay, on Channel Forty Five. Channel Forty Five. Yule I, log. Oh yeah, and oh, I, I record it, it, and I'll my dad and I will record that thing, and we'll throw it on in the middle of July, just in the in the house. <laughs> You're so <laughs> that's funny. funny. <laughs> it's great. Forty five, the Yule log. Time for the Yule log, Dad. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia, my talk one zero seven one. 
For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 